0: Are you feeling the pressures of the holidays? How do we keep our peace in the midst of a chaotic holiday season? Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that's just here to, to share hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and even our relational journey through life change stories and recovery topics. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered recovery ministry that helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits through the power of Jesus Christ so that we can find healing and freedom in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader of Fellowship Celebrate Recovery here at in Rogers. And uh, thanks for joining us today excited to jump into this topic today uh, that really is a challenge for all of us if we're being honest and i think part of it is just some of the the outside forces that are trying to speak some lies to us and so i got some friends with me today to talk about these expectations around the holiday season? How do we keep our peace in the midst of, of the holidays? And so I've got Jill, who's one of our uh, encourager coaches here at Fellowship Celebrate Recovery and David, a worship leader at uh, Fellowship Fayetteville. And uh, guys, thanks for being with me today. And once uh, want you introduce yourself and we'll jump into a conversation.
1: Hey family, I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ and I celebrate recovery over loss of faith and sexual addiction. I continue to struggle with unrealistic expectations and codependency. My name is Jill.
2: Hey Jill. Hey Jill. Uh, I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with anger, codependency, and depression. And my name is David.
1: Hey David. Hey David.
0: So this is a this is a pretty common uh, topic that we talk about uh, usually every year. Um, we're just kind of talking about how these outside things, um, you know, the central meaning of Christmas is obviously on the birth of Christ, and how how we tend to make it so many different things, and it really kind of roots in, I think, expectations. Uh, what do you think about that, David? Yeah,
2: definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I immediately start thinking about how our, our culture has just kind of almost created a monster, and it's been going on for years. I mean. Just even thinking back many moons ago as, as a child, you know, getting getting the Sears catalog in the mail, you know, and thinking about all the presents I wanted and going through and marking the pages, you know. And so so there's already this expectation put on my parents like, oh, God, he's going to want to bunch of stuff can we afford those things how do we tell him we can't afford those things this year and 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 that's like back in you know the 60s and so uh, even more so now in such a materialistic society just from that standpoint alone I think parents carry the stress how do I do for my kids and and then those other dynamics that I'm sure we'll talk about of just what, what are my family's expectations of yeah, me yeah. this time? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jill, what does that look like in your life? I mean, some of those things through the years that just became, I'm going to take this on as an expectation that's added some chaos and stress to your life. What's that look like in your life?
1: Yeah. I think that I just due to my background, I was always trying to make up for opportunities that maybe I'd missed the year before. And so I just continued to build it bigger and bigger and bigger every year as best as I could, thinking that my family expected that, thinking my children expected that when really it was an it was just an expectation I put on myself that mm-hmm. made that created a lot more stress for me.
0: Yeah. So what's that look like practically for you guys? And we talk about the financial side. I've got to buy all these extravagant gifts and I don't have it in my budget. If I don't buy those things, what does that say about me? And maybe there's a core belief there. It'd be interesting to poke at. Um, but but even some of the, the gathering stuff and, and the way things are supposed to look, the way we're supposed to decorate and all. What's that look like for you,
1: Jill? Yeah, Yeah, decorating and, and hosting for me is a big part of my heart. And I love it so much. And I always think, oh, bigger is always better. But then I can lose sight of the reason, lose sight of the connection for people. All we're talking about is the beautiful place setting or all we're talking about is the, you know, the whatever we baked for dessert. You know, we're not really talking about we're not really connecting with one another. And it can get real, real quick. It can get into a place of like pride and praise and I lose sight of what's going on and the bigger picture of why we're even celebrating this holiday season. Mm -hmm. And, and because, you know, you get the praise one year, it's like, Oh, I have to outdo myself the next year. I have to, you know, there has to be better to impress today than there was yesterday kind of thing. And, and it just adds to a lot of pressure and a lot of stress of, um, you know, an expectation that I put on myself that really no one else is putting on me.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I I think back to my mom. My mom definitely had the gift of hospitality, and she loved to cook. She loved to entertain family. But I kind of think about the whole Mary and Martha scenario. One sitting at the feet of Jesus, and the other one's in the kitchen going, "Why don't you come in here and help me?" You know. And Mm -hmm. and so I think trying to figure out the balance between yeah, I love hospitality and preparing and. And helping others celebrate together to celebrate family, but how am I creating time to really kind of sit at the feet of my family, too, because I think about my mom, and I think she enjoyed, you know, the banter in the kitchen with some of my aunts and that kind of thing, but I don't know if I ever remembered her just coming in and sitting on the couch with the rest Mm. of us. There was always just kind of this thing of, like, I need to stay busy. I need to serve everybody. I need to make sure everybody's got a drink in their hand, you know, and, and had a great plate of food, which she always did, but I'm like, man, I wish she would have just sat down with us, you know, sat
0: on that, just her presence. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe someone listening, they just have that gift of hospitality. I think you have that Jill. Um, at least that's what I've seen. Uh, but just that feeling of, is this bad to have this desire to be hospitable and, uh, we're not re- not saying that that's a bad part of you. It's just being realistic in what that looks like.
1: Right. And I, I feel like, you know, hospitality is truly a gift. Um, hosting mm-hmm. others, serving others, loving on others in our own special way is, is truly a gift. And I think it's keeping that gift in perspective, using it for God's glory, not for the glory, not to glorify myself, mm-hmm. not to um, inflate my pride, not to boast, not to... Also not to work myself to death, trying to get an outcome that I don't really even, I don't know, an outcome that is probably greater than, than what anyone else is expecting it to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that expecting to be, what do I expect it to be? And what am I transferring that onto other people? What are their expectations? And there's a little bit of people pleasing in that. Right. Correct. Yes. A little bit of perfectionism. Uh, So anything good can, uh, we can have too much of a good thing sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that does kind of bleed over into perfectionism a little bit, doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I think, um,
2: you know, as I think back kind of through our family journeys, both my dad's side and my mom's side, I kind of... I remember a time, uh, I think on both sides of the family where we decided, okay, we're no longer gonna feel like everybody needs to get everybody else a gift, you know? <laughs> Cause that was just, that was crazy, yeah. you know, And especially when, you know, you know, we honestly have what we, we all, we all have what yeah. we need. So now we're going out and buying these random things, you know, just so that we know that we've gotten a gift, meet the quota. Yeah. Meet the quota. <laughs> and, but even that was, that was that was a tense thing to bring up. Hey, y'all, why don't we just, if we're going to do something, we'll just draw numbers. You buy one gift for the one person in the family that you drew right. their number for. Right. You know, Let's simplify this. Let's lower the expectations. Take the stress off. It's going to help everybody monetarily, but also just mentally and emotionally. I'm not thinking about... Am I going to do this good enough? You know, am I going to disappoint somebody or am I going to make somebody really happy? And, uh, and even ultimately on my dad's side, to just kind of not even focus on that, it became focused more on just my grandmother who loved to to make, uh, blankets. What do you call it? Knit- well,
1: Afghans. Yeah.
2: Afghans, you know, and that kind of thing. And sh- it became about grandma doing these grocery sacks of just random stuff she would pick up from the dollar store all through the year and that was our christmas celebration and everybody would draw a number and get a sack you know and so she wasn't spending a bunch of money um but we it was cool we got to celebrate her we had laughs but it was simple but it was family. And, and that became, the gifts were not the focus. It was, let's be together. Yeah. Let's talk about what's been going on in our lives in the past year. We'd take some time to do that. We would just take an hour, hour and a half, just go around the circle. And, and each brother or sister would say what's going on, you know. And uh, it, it really, it took the pressure off mm. uh, significantly for us, for that, yeah. that expectation of doing everything right I think it
1: is pretty incredible, um, how we do have it so centered around the gift giving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I say gift, it's more consumer related gift giving and, um, we, it's easy to lose sight. Mm. So easy to lose sight of the connection piece.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I'm just sitting here thinking even one of those expectations of how we can look at the, for lack of a better image, the Hallmark Channel image, right, <laughs> of Christmas and just the the perfect family, everything is beautiful, everyone is happy, and just thinking about, maybe we could lean into that. What, what if somebody's listening and the expectation of, oh, I don't have that, right? I don't have a, a, a family of origin to go to that, but I'm seeing this image on commercials. I'm seeing it out there on Hallmark channel or whatever. And I don't have that. And and how that expectation of if I don't have that, then I must not have anything.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, I think we can also forget that what health looks like for us. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think setting boundaries when it isn't healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yes, is, is is
1: really important. You know, it's not always healthy to run home to our families. Um, but there seems to be an expectation, especially here where we live in the south area where, oh, no, family has to get together. You have to show yeah. up. Everyone has to be there. And um,
0: may not be safe. It may not be right? safe. If you're in an abusive Emotionally, physically, verbal, abusive relationship. Right. You know? Or
1: even in the middle of working a hard situation in the recovery journey, yeah. and you haven't made it to the other side of that situation yet, then given ourselves permission to not or to set the boundary. And if it means not going, yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah. It's hard, but
0: yeah. And if I'm not meeting with a huge family, 20, 30 people, and big turkey on the table, mm. and um, how do I find peace in that even if I don't have that, mm-hmm. right? Just that that expectation of that, that can make me feel kind of down if I'm looking at that and I look at my life and go, oh, I don't have that, so I must not be good enough, mm. right? Yeah. And that kind of makes you feel just, ugh, I don't like that feeling. What do we say to that person that maybe? looking at those images and they've put on those expectations of themselves and what the normal quote unquote, whatever that is, Mm. the normal family supposed to look like and a normal holiday gathering is supposed to look like. That's a tough one because when you,
2: when you are surrounded, especially through media, television, whatever you're watching, and, and those messages are constantly coming your way, it's yeah. pretty easy to believe somehow that's supposed to be happening for me or I'm less than. And and so my encouragement would be to maybe even just try to imagine, well, what, what could be a healthy mm. piece for me when I hit Christmas? You know, um, if I don't have that family to go to, can I, in essence, kind of find a family elsewhere? Can I yeah. serve somewhere where – where no, I don't have a close family, but I can go and find a group of people who are who are maybe feeding people on Christmas Day, you know, providing yeah. meals, uh, getting together with people at a nursing home or a, or an assisted living, and and know that it won't be easy. There'll probably still be in the back of your head, but yeah, everybody else is together. But it, the reality is, not everybody else is, and maybe I can find a place to give and I'll find a family that I didn't expect by just some simple going and and serving. It'll it, that's hard to do. It'll yeah. take initiating myself, maybe kind of kicking myself in the pants a little bit and going go, go on and do this. Yeah. It'll be it'll be challenging, but yeah. uh, it could provide something that you didn't expect that ends up being an incredible blessing.
1: Well, and I think too, to that point David, planning ahead Like we, we know what our family dynamics are ahead of time. It doesn't just happen overnight most of the time. And so being able to plan ahead and, and, you know, get in gear a little bit early so that we have what we're going to do in mind Mm -hmm. and we can even set that expectation with our family. Mm -hmm. So they, if we're not showing up, we can say, Hey, I've committed to this. I want to serve in this way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that proactive plan what could I do? And not David, I love that going to, you know, we have locally, we have the Samaritan house, you know, um, working in the food pantry or working in the soup kitchen, whatever, finding a way to give back. And it's such a consumer mentality in our society. I mean, all those ads we see of the perfect family, they're marketing to a certain <laughs> clientele, right? Because they want to make money. Um, just know that that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that's out there. That's just what they're choosing to market to. Yeah that you're a part of this, too. <laughs> it reminds me of uh,
2: Christmas Vacation, the movie, and Chevy Chase always trying to keep the smile on and acting mm. like everything's great, yeah. but he's about to blow up, yes. you know? Yeah. And everybody else in the room who, who still has their mind, you know, is the same way. It's like, we're just all pretending like this is great, but this is horrible, you yeah. know? And so just calling it like it is and 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 having those realistic expectations, yeah. I think, are, are, are huge. I, uh, one of the things I was looking on focus on the family, just looking for tips for the holidays. And one of the things they talked about was kind of creating a list of personal expectations and looking through the lens of what's realistic and what's not. And one of the things they talked about is just think through and talk with uh, those closest to you who may be involved. What's the worst case scenario that could happen? And let's process <laughs> that. Let's process that before we get there. Yeah. And uh, if we know things could be kind of crazy, we're gonna we're gonna have an action plan. So that we know how to not get drawn into the drama, uh and if the worst case scenario happens, then we have a good plan of health that uh, maybe that means we
0: leave <laughs> yeah uh lovingly leave, or uh, what's my exit strategy yeah, exactly giving <laughs>
1: ourselves permission for that yeah,
0: yeah, well good stuff we'll we'll continue I love that just kind of thinking practical tips on what that can look like, and so. Talking with David and Jill here, and we'll continue the conversation on some of those unrealistic expectations during the holidays and what some good tips to help us to struggle well through the holiday seasons and maybe even find some joy in that. So we'll be right back and we'll continue the conversation.
1: Are you looking for a way to serve? There are lots of opportunities within Celebrate Recovery to work your recovery by serving others. If you're looking for a place here at Fellowship Celebrate Recovery at Fellowship NWA, you can go to our website, fellowshipnwa.org forward slash serve CR, and find a way to get connected with either campus, Fayetteville or Rogers. And if you're not in our area, find a place in your local CR to serve. It does wonders for your recovery. And it'll pay you significantly in everything that you're doing.
0: Well, welcome back. We're talking about uh, the, the unrealistic expectations of the holidays and how it can get us stuck and create some chaos and and cause us to lose our our peace. And and David, you kind of started kind of some of those tips that can help us um, if if we're struggling and, and, you know, we're, we're at the end of November, so we're in the middle of the holidays, but we got a long month here of the holidays and Mm -hmm. what's some, some of those practical tips of of what you guys have done to help you get through the holidays. Well, well, I think, uh,
2: for my wife, Karen and I, you know, we, we look at our calendar together often and just kind of think through our rhythms, you know, how much, how much travel can we really, emotionally handle, uh, in the context of other expectations and other responsibilities that we just have in life, you know? And so what's reasonable, what's not. And, and we've gotten more comfortable with saying a healthy no. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean to our family that we don't love you. You know, it just means that, um, you're human. Yeah, we're human. (laughs) We have to love ourselves well so that we're, we're, we're good to go. Post Christmas, you know, yeah. because the bottom line is life continues right. and we, we all know that. But but I think there's kind of that thing of of just it's it's all it's always kind of been a little quirky to me, like all of our family gets together at this time and then we don't see each other and maybe don't even talk to each other for another year or beyond, you know, so there's kind of that thing of, man, I, I want to have energy and emotion through the rest of the year too, hmm. to give to family. So I'm not negating getting together at Christmas. I'm not get, negating sharing and giving gifts, but I think just, just looking for that balance, um, yeah, and, so good. And, and trying to list that, you know, what's, what's a good, healthy balance for us as far as family life and activity at Christmas.
0: Yeah. And that, that's such a good point you made because that, that's a good practice for our life mm-hmm. in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. If we're not doing that in our regular day-to-day interaction, we're going to spin out. Right? Right. We're human. And so why wouldn't we do that during the holidays too? We tend to put so much emphasis on the holidays. It's like this is the event of the century. <laughs> and if it if it doesn't go perfectly, then life is over as we know it. But it's, it's just another month of the year that by the way, bring some great benefits. We can, we can be intentional about getting with people and, but there are limitations. We're, we're human. I'm, I'm glad you said right. that.
1: Yeah. And for us, you know, we, we have adult children and one of our daughters is married. And so there are other family dynamics that come into play once your family grows. And so for me, I had to learn, okay, I have to compromise my expectations. I have to make them more realistic even now because you know, my children can't always be all together all the time. Mm. And so I've had to learn how to accept that and not expect that. Yeah. And so being able to compromise what time we get together or even what meal we have um, just so, you know, we can have connection time and it not be so stressful for everyone showing up as well. You know, it can be stressful for me doing the over preparing or the over, yeah. you know, hosting, but not adding stress to my family for them to even show up. Yeah. Hmm. Is a big deal.
0: Yeah. Because if it doesn't go the way you expect that, I'm, a, I'm guessing, I'm just trying to think of what, what are some of the action tendencies we would see in ourselves if, if it's not going well, if those expectations are, hmm. aren't being met. Right. Probably a little bit irritable, mm-hmm. a little bit short with people. Uh, which is not what we want in that setting when we're connecting with, with family, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting because, as I mentioned, on this focus on the family
2: um, piece, one of the things they talked about is li- literally creating a list of personal expectations. Mm. Uh, they say here, the number one catalyst for communication miscues and conflicts are misguided or unmet expectations. Mm, yeah. Usually we develop a picture of what we will experience in our heads, but we don't tend to verbalize or write those expectations Down, and when the experience doesn't play out as we imagined or thought it should, we become irritable, like you said, Rodney, and disappointed. Then these emotions have the potential to rub off on others. So they encourage create a mindset of flexibility, have an open mind when it comes to the holidays, and then just try to enjoy how the days play out. So I love that it's kind of like when you've you've never you know, shared your inventory or shared what you've struggled with. And when you finally hear it come out of your mouth the yeah. first time, there's kind of like this this liberation. And I, and I know for me in my recovery, sometimes just sharing the things that have been in my head for years. Once I got those out, I realized how unrealistic some of those things actually were some were lies I was believing, but until I verbalized them or wrote them down in my, in my inventory, it's like they had me enslaved. And so I love the idea of just before you ever get there, why don't we sit down and just, I need to personally think through those maybe as a couple or as a family, what are our expectations and what's reasonable,
0: reasonable versus unreasonable. Yeah, that's, Reasonable is the key there. Mm-hmm. It? It's like, this is my expectation. And then I need to be honest and say, is that reasonable? Am I, do I have a way too far out there goal here? Uh, maybe I need to kind of trim that that down just a little bit. Because uh, otherwise I'm irritable It's like, you will have fun. Everyone's going to have fun. We're going to enjoy this. And it's like, wait, are you having fun? It doesn't look like you're having fun, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah, I think too, just always knowing ahead of time when you give yourself permission to change plans in the middle of the plan. You know, I think I can set an expectation where I feel like it has to be this way or no way. Mm. Um, And I failed miserably if it doesn't go this way. And so, like David is saying, "What is reasonable?" Yeah. And when things start to feel not so reasonable, you know it's okay for change to happen in the middle of it, yeah, mm.
0: yeah, so good what's what's another another practical tip that we could give to our listeners? I think just awareness
2: of where we are emotionally, yeah uh, just to be able to speak, this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. I remember with a cousin of mine a few years ago. We agreed that for a few weeks when we called each other, the first question was, what do you feel right now? Mm. And so whether that was anger or I'm at peace or I'm frustrated, you know, just to, to say that and, and be honest. And so I think in this context of, of being able to say, how am I honestly feeling right now? And again, referring to that focus uh, thing, it just... It talked about how if I feel like in the middle of it, I can feel my stress level rising, yeah. and I know that I'm headed toward irritability. Take a time out. Yeah, go go to a bathroom, right. lock the door, yeah. <laughs> stay in there for uh, a while, and then nobody's gonna be like, "Come on, we're we gonna come in there with ya? you." You yeah. know, uh, <clears throat> take take a take a time out. Go outside, take a little walk. Yeah, um, better for them to wonder where you are. Than for you to be blowing up, you know. So just just being aware, of what am I feeling right now, and um, what could be the result of that, and if I need to take a break, then
0: that's okay. Yeah, all right. I love that self awareness, kind of a um, a heart check in the moment. Yes, mm-hmm. like what's what's happening for me, because we can tend to push each other's buttons in those scenarios, and you know we've talked about that before. But sometimes when we go home for like Christmas we kind of teleport back into that little boy or that little Mm -hmm. girl. And it's like, now we start feeling like that little boy and that little girl. And some of that old stuff tends to kind of creep in, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's also, you know, when seasons of life change, you know, maybe some of us aren't going back to our childhood home, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then we're setting new expectations and new traditions or new things. Um, You know, there can be some grief in that too. And so just not being, you know, not having the experience we always had growing Mm -hmm. up. And so, um, yeah, I think again, self-awareness, being aware of what you're feeling in that moment, yeah, being aware of, you know, what is my, what's my, what's my weaponry, if you will, like Mm -hmm. I need to be armed with some good scripture, my life scripture, maybe that I can just pull out of my pocket and just be like, Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where I am right now.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And that's kind of what was swimming in my head is, you know, if I decided today, which I probably would never will decide this, but if I decided I wanted to run a marathon, um, <laughs> I wouldn't just say, hey, this Saturday, I'm going to run it, right? Make sure you show up. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be amazing because I, I wouldn't be able to make it uh, maybe 5k, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I think that, am I prepared for the race that I'm about to run? Right, mm-hmm. So I, I love that you used the, the scripture. Am I, what's my daily rhythm look like with the Father? Mm. Am I trying to go in without a full armor and then expecting everything to go wonderful? Is that a realistic expectation? Back mm. to that. Mm. Can I face a battle without the right weapons? Yeah. And that's an interesting thought because
2: there was a time when when the Jesus had gone away, uh, it said he went out early one morning just to be with the Father, and the disciples ultimately were frantically looking for him, and they finally found him, and they're like, "Oh, everybody's looking for you! Everybody's looking <laughs> for you!" you. It's kind of like Christmas. Everybody's looking for you, and he's like, "You know, let's go to let's go to some of the other towns and mm. and share this good news." And it's yeah. like. He wasn't manipulated by the expectation of the apostles and maybe a crowd that was waiting for him, you know, and and I love that, that Jesus was very aware, okay, there are needs, there are expectations, but I've, I've measured that against what I know is why I'm here and yeah. what the Father expects of me, and I'm going to walk in that instead of even these 12 guys that are closest to me. I was thinking too, just the idea of people, places and things that, that could trigger us mm-hmm. uh, when we go back to a place that maybe yeah. there are painful experiences that come to mind. And, and it makes me think in our recovery, how important it is. I would say lean into your sponsor or mm-hmm. a trusted accountability partner before. Yeah. I, I would say sit down and just talk through people, places and things. Yeah. And put it out on the table. Hey, this is what I am excited about, but here are the things that I am concerned about. Yeah, and just flesh those out with a trusted uh, brother or, or sister, and um, and make sure you're thinking through those things realistically. And they can even help you put an action plan together. Nothing like talking to someone else, especially if you know your their story is similar to yours. Yeah. Hey, get with them and and figure out an action plan. Don't feel like you got to go into this thing alone right
1: that's really good because i feel like for so many of us we run to our sponsor and our accountability partner after the after. fact yep. like let's clean it up let's now clean up help the me mess. Yeah. um so yeah being proactive and doing it on the front end that's really wise
0: yeah and we were just talking uh, meeting with some sponsees and grand sponsees this morning and we were talking about that that it's it's important that we say i'm going in i need your prayer covering and then we are the ones that follow back up and say this is how it went mm-hmm. instead of waiting on them to check on us right. us own that accountability and say i invited you guys to hold me accountable now i'm going to let you know from your prayer cover mm-hmm. this is how it went mm-hmm. and then there's an ownership a responsibility in that so that we make make sure that we're covered right, right. Yeah. yeah that's good
2: yeah and i think um that idea of trusting in that, that close group allows me to come back. If I end up having a bad experience, uh, and, and it just depends on your family. But if you've got a family that, you know, man, it's dysfunctional, it's dysfunctional every time we get together, Yeah, you know, and it, 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 the, the enemy can really play with our heads and begin to attack our identity. Um, in the, in that context. So being able to, to go back to a healthy group of accountability, partners, accountability, sisters, and brothers, and just sit in it and go, it didn't go good. Yeah. Let's talk about (laughs) it. It didn't go great. Here's what happened. But to know, you know what these guys or these gals, man, they love me. They know me. And so in spite of what happened, I'm going to come back to the reality of this. This is where I live Pretty much 12 months out of the year, two hours or three hours of dysfunction. Right. Shouldn't throw me, you know, way backward in my recovery in my life. I can come back and get re-anchored and and redirected in in the context of that group of people. That makes
1: me think about not having unrealistic expectations of others
0: yeah, too, don't because, onto you know, them.
1: oftentimes our families are dysfunctional and we can be part of that dysfunction and, but don't expect them to behave differently this year than they did last year necessarily. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and that's kind of that root of perfectionism, right? We, we're very rigid with ourselves, which brings anxiety and woulda, have, coulda, have, shoulda, I. I gotta, I gotta be good. And it always overflows that rigidity toward ourself always overflows on other mm. people. So mm. am I giving myself grace mm-hmm. and not being rigid with myself and my own expectate I'm glad you brought that up um, because that will ultimately cause me to have a rigid high expectations or unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. of those around us. Mm-hmm. Well, one final thought from you guys. Somebody's listening and and they're in the middle of the holiday season and they're already struggling. What would be a word of encouragement, just maybe a step that they could take uh, just to get them back on that right path mm-hmm. in the recovery journey.
1: I think really being honest with themselves, just sit down with yourself and maybe with a sponsor, accountability partner, someone that you trust, sit down with yourself and see where you are. Think about the people and the places you're going to be in. What's going to be triggering to you? Get the proactive plan. Like David said, just kind of think through it. Make sure that you feel like you at least are aware and nothing is going to throw. I mean, most things are not going to throw you off guard. You know, there can always be a surprise, but for the most part, you're going to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. Just David, be prepared. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh I'd say stay connected. Stay connected with those you trust. Uh, be be open and honest. And I also think maybe reframe Christmas for you. You know, for me, I I I get I don't get angry, but it's like Christmas music for me is like, man, they started playing it, you know, way before Thanksgiving yeah, this Halloween. year. Halloween. And it's like, you know, I just don't live in Christmas music. Yeah. I I and yeah. so almost reframing like, don't feel like you've got to listen. Yeah. To that if that doesn't feed your soul and your yeah. heart, I mean, you need what keeps you connected with the father. So good. Focusing and worshiping on him. If Christmas music does that for you. Then do that. Yeah. But if not, hey, you reframe it. This is what Christmas looks like for me. It's healthy for me. And
0: I love it. How do you recreate what that picture looks like? That's yeah. good. I love that. Be authentic with who you are. Yeah. Right. And if that doesn't fill your soul, then then find something that does yes. and and. Um, yeah. Well, great, great conversation. Uh, hopefully that's been helpful for you. We just want you to know that, um, if you're listening and, and you maybe don't have any family, we're talking about going and the struggles of family. There may be somebody listening, uh, that you don't have any, uh, blood family. I just want you to know, and we mean this from the bottom of our heart. We, we are your family. We want to be your forever family. We say forever because you're stuck with us for eternity as, as <laughs> believers in Jesus Christ. But um, come check us out on a Friday night and and be a part of this. Maybe, maybe right now is is the next 30 days. We're going into December. We've got 30 days. Will you look back on this and having set goals that you're moving toward a different new way of life? Or will you look back on the last 30 days and say, I regret not doing anything? Maybe the start of this 90 90 day or or even 30 day goal is I'm going to take a step and I'm going to join my forever family at Celebrate Recovery. And we would always uh, love to have you be a part of that. But Jill, David, thanks. Thanks for a great conversation. Yeah, thanks. Good for me. Great. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, we're glad that you joined us today, and, and as always, um, we just want you to know that um, you too can experience healing and freedom from your hurts, hang-ups, and habits, and if you're wanting to jump into this journey, we call recovery. To celebrate recovery doesn't mean we act like everything is okay. Uh, we just acknowledge the pain, and we celebrate the victories one moment at a time, and we would love to join you in that journey. If you're looking uh, for a group, maybe somebody shared this, you want to know how to get plugged in, just go to fellowshipcr.org and join us on this journey. We would be honored uh, to be with you in this this beautiful space we call recovery. Hey, thanks for listening and uh, sharing this, giving us a high rating so we can reach more people. And until then, we'll uh, be looking forward to having a conversation with you next time. God bless you.